Week Zero Sports with Petty and Michael. They're a bunch of fucking amateurs. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Well, it was a busy week last week, huh, Petty? That's for Week Zero, college football, the entire world. Yeah, man. Uh, it was exciting. Look, to say I didn't get all the fields more than once in the uh, the the weekend that was college football would be a, a lie, man. It, it got to me, all of it. You know, Ole Miss didn't play till Monday, and usually when your team is the last, you, you the excitement really isn't there. Well, with just the craziness of last year, there were so many moments that made this weekend really awesome, buddy. No you doubt. got to see a little bit of it live, so. Oh, sure, sure thing. Yeah, no doubt. I like how you had the little throwback to our all the field segment we used to do, and maybe that's a precursor to us bringing that one back next week, huh? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to, no promises, but uh, we'll definitely do it, but there it may be really special. Maybe so special. So say it like that. Yeah, I'll tease it in that way. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Well, again, Petty, it was a busy week last week Um, from the picks, which, you know, we pretty much dominated again. Man, I don't want to brag, but I do know the ebb and flow and you don't always get to brag. So when you get to, sometimes it's nice to, and by gosh, we're, we're, we're hot. Well, look, brag when you can, because I would uh, reference everyone back to a little episode called reverting to the meme. Yeah. Uh, it always happens. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to happen some point or the other. We're going to go 0 and 6, and that's just part of life, right? But we did not go 0 and 6 last week. No, we have not gone 0 and 6. As a matter of fact, we've gone quite the opposite of 0 and 6. It's, it's been quite the run for week zero sports to start the season. Uh, I would venture to say there's not a handicapper on the football loving planet that has been as hot as these two knuckleheads. Well, with the high point being uh, you calling out Mr. Joey Galloway's virtual lock. And um, not only did the team uh, not cover what he thought it was going to be, they almost came out and won uh, the game with Tulane, right? And I believe we hit that one right before the game started. Uh, absolutely. Me and Michael were talking and Galloway was talking about his locks and we happened to be watching it. And I think it was the night before him, his lock. Was. He was like, and he was bragging on his number being like 70% and his lock was Oklahoma over Tulane. And the line was 31. And I thought Michael said, people are betting on the name of Tulane and don't realize they've got one of those coaches that's going to be a head coach in a, a power five in a couple of years. And, and they can give fits 31. Oh, you look, you know, we expected Oklahoma to win, but I was like 31. And given you brought up, you know, Tulane had all the stuff. With oh, they the painted the green wave in the middle of the Oklahoma field. And, and Oklahoma mean, probably wasn't going to run it up. Sure. Even if they did win, I didn't think they were going to run it up like that. Turns out Tulane was better than everybody yeah. thought. You called that one. Yeah, you follow us on Twitter. And, and I, ca I called Galloway out and said, not so fast. Shoot, man, they cut that. What was the, the score there? It was. Oh, it was within a touchdown at the end. I mean, <laughs> I can't it, I can't remember it exactly off the top of my head. I should have written it down, but. Uh, very good call. That, that was an amazing call. Um, also, if you're paying attention to the Week Zero website, you will notice that it has changed pretty dramatically, and there's a lot more cool shit on there. Um, we have a new Week Zero winners that came out last week. We'll be publishing that one every week going forward. Uh, we had a petty. <clears throat> I need to interrupt. I'm sorry to talk over Michael. I need to interrupt there. If you want to read that one, it's it's a lot of satire and a lot of fun, but somebody got really freaking hot picking scores this week on that thing, man. It was stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, there there were some pretty close score pickings from my side. Um, that tends to happen sometimes. Two weeks in a row, I nailed a few scores. So oh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So give yeah, that lucky. one a read. But sorry, back with you. You were touting our article section. 
Yeah, blind squirrel nut, man. Um, <laughs> okay, so, and we also had uh, Petty's Pointless Ponderings, which is a fan favorite from last year coming back. I enjoyed that one. I got a big laugh out of it. Good job on that, Petty. And keep your eye out for those coming out every week. And also, we've got a new section, Friends of Week Zero. And if you look around our website, you might find an article from someone um, that we know out in either the podcasting world or in the media world that wanted to write an article for our website. And a good friend of ours, Mr. Bo Ray, who has his own podcast called My Mom Thinks You're Dumb, actually wrote <laughs> a pretty you know, pointed article about the SEC teams. And if you're not an Alabama, Ole Miss, or maybe a couple other teams in there, he, he gives it a, he trashes them pretty good, right? Yeah, he's not, Bo is not the guy that's apparently in the section chanting SEC, SEC at the end game. I'll tell you that. Good <laughs> no Lord. Doubt. So, so check that out, guys. Get on the website and take a look. We got some new stuff and we're going to keep pumping out um, some stuff that maybe makes you giggle a little bit. Content, so. content. Yes. Absolutely. Well, the week that was last week, we've got a lot of new questions and we learned a lot. So, Petty, why don't you tell me your first big hot takes or takeaways from last week? Man, I almost could do this in a micro mach uh, machine man version, but you wouldn't let me do it. I'm like, hey, I got like 50 of these. And you said, hey, tone it down to four. Well, my OK, <laughs> so I'm toning it down. My first. So I guess I got to go with my first one and kind of piggyback off last week's pod where I was railing on wise UNC uh uh, North Carolina, the Tar Heels ranked in the top 10. Sam Howell is Mitch Trubisky 2.0. The coaching staff is a, a, this is a joke. And uh, they, thank you. Thank you. You made me, <laughs> you made me look right. And your, your big epic loss to Virginia Tech on Thursday night. You look listless. Your offense, Howell doesn't look good. So thank you, UNC. That was hot take number one. They are way overrated. I mean, you can always count on Mac Brown to squander some talent, dude. So. Great call on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, um, uh, Mac, there for uh, make, bailing me out, making me look good on that one, because I, I took a hard stance on a top 10 team that finished pretty hot last year. My second takeaway, man, and the reason uh, I, I'm talking about this, and we'll get to the next team that, that, that provides this take, is I watched A&M and their Ichabod Crane version of Johnny Manziel. And I say that because, of course, everybody has to compare him, and they're, they're trying to compare this kid to Johnny Manziel. And look, he is a... If he is a very unpolished version. And unless that was, you know, just him getting his feet wet, uh, the second place for the SEC is wide open. You know, Georgia's defense was stupid good, but of course their offense is still inept. Ole Miss, if you watched, got a little bit of a pulse on the defense. I mean, outside of the team we're going to talk about here in a second and have some takes on, man, I, th I think the SEC has a few teams playing for that second spot. Very true. Your team might be one of those after seeing a little bit of improvement in the defense. Ooh. Who are we kidding? It was, it was quite a, a bit, bit of improvement. Man, oh, gosh. Look, man, I don't care if they give up 50 to the next SEC team. That doesn't. They wouldn't have done what they did last night against anybody last year. So that's an improvement all on itself. But, you know, there's still light years to go for another team. <laughs> well, I've got a hot take for the Ole Miss football team and the Ole Miss faithful out there um, that – a lot of people may not agree with at the beginning, but by the time I finish, you may be right there with me. But I think this team's defense looks a lot like last year's defense with one major exception. And anybody who watched that game and watched last year's defense know the results were a lot different, right? Last year's team couldn't stop anybody. This team actually looked pretty serviceable. And I think the difference is the guys are actually making the tackles because I saw 
there was one play in this game that was just a mirror of last year. And I don't know what, I can't remember what the offense did, but they spread the defense out like it was the Red Sea parting. And it was the running back one-on-one with your middle linebacker. And I was like, oh no, here we go again. I saw this play last year. And last year, the running back for whatever team I was watching just ran over your middle linebacker and continued on 60 more yards for a touchdown. This year, the middle linebacker stuffs him for a two-yard uh, loss, and I saw it all over the field. Um, they're they're more they're a little more disciplined. They were fairly disciplined last year. They just couldn't tackle for shit. They, they did. And my sixteen-year-old daughter looked at me and said, "Dad, last year teams would catch the ball and run for twenty yards. This year they catch it and then we tackle them. This is cra- This is awesome." I was like, "Yeah." That the in kind of similar to what you said, the play that struck me is there was a fourth and one play early in the game. They've got an athletic quarterback. I look at SK and said they're about to run a read option play. The quarterback's going to fake the handoff. He's going to keep it because if they have any film on Ole Miss, it's a first down and probably about a twenty yard gain. We can't. This is the we'll learn real quick what our defense is and if it's gotten any better. Last year that was a, a, a give me first down. Kid makes the play three yards in the backfield. And yeah. You know, I, I, one of the things that I do want to say real quick, a lot of people will probably question, you know, what was the talent level of Louisville? Uh, I don't really care. Again, um, Ole Miss plays that same team last year, same defense. They're giving up 40. Um, like you mentioned, they're they're making uh, plays at the point of contact. Hell, they lost two guys. They're two starting linebackers, and, and Ole Miss isn't a team with depth, and these are guys that are, are making it better, and we're still able to keep, keep going. So it was really encouraging. The offense, man, there's <laughs> Matt Crowell, man, that kid, uh, he's got a howitzer. He threw a, a pass off a back, uh, like you said, his back foot that was a, a laser. So, man, I'm trying to trying to pump the brakes a little bit on the Ole Miss enthusiasm, but I do think they can compete for second in the West after what I see. But this is the first weekend, man. You, it always makes you look like an idiot uh, after the first weekend. Because, you know, crazy crap happens. But, you know, what I saw out of a and I'm talking about out of the West, too, because I think Georgia's, man, Georgia's a different animal. Their defense is stupid. It's as good as Bama's, I think. That's crazy to say. Well, yeah, that's a good, interesting point, too, because I was wanting to try to get over into that Georgia game and talk about that. I mean, that was probably supposed to be the biggest game of the weekend. And and Georgia came out defensively exactly what we expected. Clemson looked pretty good on defense. Like, I don't know. Like, there's another game that just leaves a ton of mystery. I don't know if, you know, Georgia's defense and Clemson's defense are just all of a sudden cracked the code and can now stop these new offenses or if both offenses were just kind of weak and that's what it seemed like. Well, I, from what unimaginative. I saw, well, I didn't say weak, unimaginative. I'm very unimaginative. Well, uh, to answer your unimaginative question, I'm sitting there watching and Georgia's quarterback is a four-year in whatever system. I mean, JT Daniels has been playing college football for like seven years. His, he threw tw- his first 20 passes, 15 of them were five yards or less. What do you... I don't care. Is, I, Clemson's defense may be good, but it can't dictate that type of conservativeness. There's the yeah. There, that's <laughs> the thing. It was like watching. I mean, again, when Alabama played LSU in 2011, you know, offenses in the SEC hadn't really gotten off yet. That was a standard thing that you you would see. And now, I mean, with these new rules that have been put in place that are so offensive friendly and everything, you just don't think that teams that play in games like that can make it to the final game or to win a championship now. Am I right? Or is that off no. base? I mean, has it changed that much already? No. And when you're in a game where your defense has sacked this new Uyunga Lele uh, seven times, 
you why are you not taking shots down their field? Your defense has proven it can bail you out if you make a mistake. So you, you, you said, can, you're seeing me smiling really big right now because <laughs> last week, last week, Mr. Petty said, you know, I'll never be able to figure out how to say this guy's name. And after four days of intense ESPN speech therapy, on. everybody on earth can now say the six syllables that are ooey, unga, lele, right? So we all, we, we all can do it now. So we take back it being too complicated, right? <laughs> and, and the joke's all on us. We learned yeah, this kid's name because we're told that he's the next coming. And, man, I ain't sure he's going to be starting by midseason. Well, man. I don't know. Look, look, uh, look, look. Georgia, I'm going to tell you something. I will always go back to this. And you know what? It seems like we're going to be going back to this kind of adjacent topic a lot, um, LSU. But Joe Burrow, in his uh, second to last year at LSU, Looked fairly inept, looked unimaginative, looked nothing. The very next year, you get a guy named Joe Brady in there, gives them a passing game that has a pulse, and all of a sudden, he looks like a freaking hero. Sometimes it's not the player. Sometimes it's the system that's not doing it for him. And you're absolutely right. Let's. I don't want to knock the kid after one game. And look, let's give credit to his offensive line. Wasn't him giving him much favors. And let's give some credit to Georgia's front seven. Holy crap, led by N'Kobe Dean from Mississippi, who broke my heart when he committed to Georgia and thought he was a rebel. He's number 17. Get to know him. He's going to be... He's going to be a top five draft pick at linebacker. The kid is a freaking beast. And Georgia, man, they were nasty physical. So, I mean, you got to give some credit there to Georgia. But good Lord, Kirby, take a note from your predecessor. He had a first year starter coming out there, and he did, he let him throw down the field. He wasn't, you know, take the handcuffs Look, off. I like something you said just a minute ago. Yeah. You were talking about a guy from Georgia who is going to be a draft pick I hate to just jerk us right into Alabama already, but did you happen to see Will Anderson play football? And God. wait, I know you did because this was one of your hot takes after the weekend. So I want to hear you say it. Oh my gosh, man. That dude, he's like, we're back to Alabama. Man, I'm sorry for the rest of the college football and my rebels. We're back to those Alabama teams that made it hard for you to get plays off. And that's scary. There, I mean, if you watched, like, and Michael even made the call, King, this is going to sound crazy. He, he's not a bad quarterback. He didn't play bad. The kid, the kid was, didn't have kids. They, they were dropping passes. Bama was just, oh, my gosh, man. He didn't have a shot. And I'm going to tell you something, Derek King. I watched him. I had a, the best seat in the nosebleeds that you could have. It looked like I was watching from the overhead view in college football, you know, 2004. Like I could see every play develop and Derek King didn't look bad. Like he put the ball where it was supposed to be. A lot of times it was just well contested. The receivers weren't as open. Like our receivers were a lot more open than theirs. So I blame that on scheming and things like that. And, you know, just general us having probably a little better teams than them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having some guys that can play. Derek King wasn't terrible. Um, so, you know, I don't know if it will see a lot next week because they're this coming weekend because Miami's got to play Appalachian State. And, you know, even if you're really good, you're still going to have they're like a thorn in a paw. So I'm going to see whether they run off with this game and they really are pretty legit. And Bama's just some powerhouse or if, um, you know, Appalachian State gives them a pretty tough game with that Bama hangover, uh, maybe. You know, maybe Miami isn't as good as everybody thought they were. I don't know. We're gonna, we're still, you know, as much as we learned, we've still got questions, right? Yeah. 
we, we kind of ball, both of our teams fall under that boat. You want to, you want to get really excited, but then you look on the other side and say, well, what was the test? Yeah. Well, look, you said I, there, there have been a few years I can remember very clearly where in the beginning of the year, all the announcers are coming out talking about how Alabama is the greatest thing that's ever been. And it seems like in, in the, every one of those years, those are years we drop a game. And the years where we struggle out of the gate and have to really work hard to beat teams is the years we galvanize and we become, you know, the kind of team that can win a championship. Because no matter how good you are, it's still hard to win a damn championship. Everybody's motivated in those last four games. And I always get worried when we jump out of the gate so hot like this um, that, you know, maybe we're going to slip and fall sooner rather than later. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it, it's I mean, life has taught you when you get super excited too quick, it always kind of cuts you down and, and brings you back to reality. But man, when Young, like I told you, I said, you didn't see this aspect being up there. I, when Young walked on the field, I saw a freaking fifth year senior's eyes looking over the field, not a kid that had a deer in headlights. And, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Um, whew, Bama looks awfully good, though, man. They're, speaking they're really- of Speaking of one, I was trying to tiptoe around it until you got to that topic but speaking of one bryce young Mm. you know what was your assessment if you're going to give him the the old overused uh, d f to a plus grade what do you give him i mean an a plus i I, well because here's the thing we knew the kid had the tools you're not ranked the number one quarterback in the country he had the height we knew he had the arm everybody has seen the videos but you heard the rumblings about a little bit of consistency and I kind of laughed, but I thinking, you know, maybe, I don't know. A plus man, the kid's eyes, his, his elusiveness in the pocket with his ability to keep his eyes downfield and go through his progressions was insanely impressive right out of the gate. And it was just, he was so poised, man. The it was, first couple times he took off running. I thought that he was going to just be a scrambling quarterback. And right before he would get to the line of scrimmage, you'd see him turn down the line and run and look for it. Continue eyes downfield the whole time and find somebody open and make the play. And I, I watched him scramble probably six or seven times. And only once did he actually tuck it and run the ball. The rest of the time he scrambled to find more time to hit the open receiver. And it was a thing of beauty for me to watch. I I really enjoyed seeing that because we're all fucking tied. He's, he's his advertised man. He's, he's the real deal guy. Sorry. Rest of the country. That's why, I, that's why I let off my thoughts by saying this is, you know, who's playing for second. One thing we didn't say, you know, there's, there was one team in the SEC that I didn't mention that's in the running for second behind Bama. Who was that? That usually uh, is up there. Oh, you're talking about, oh, 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 you might be talking about the LSU Bengal Tigers who have a somewhat of a disdain for Sissy Blue. Ooh. I, they might run into that sissy blue again this year and not like it so much, but boy, oh man, oh man, you're talking that's a little powder blue talk, huh? Well, well little, little more. Yeah, I'd, I'd put it in that sissy category, I guess. I think they should go ahead and put a tent out on the tarmac in Oxford for Coach O, just so oh. he'll have somewhere to stay that night. It's hard to get an Uber in Oxford, man. Well, he he can walk his butt in a sissy purple and gold ass on out of there because it's gonna get whipped. I mean, I t- first off, you can't walk somewhere wearing yellow and purple. or purple. But first, yellow is the color of being fucking chicken. I mean, a come cow- on. You can't. Yes, color, it's the yellow, color yellow that's belly. associated with it. Yeah, totally dumb. Like, makes no sense whatsoever. And he no was smiling like he really had some made some kind of great one liner. Like he was going on, you know, all the late night shows tonight for how good that one was. But no, it wasn't Coach O. And I like 
you're just making this spectacular fall from grace even better with all oh, your stupidity. So keep it. it coming, man. And LSU, hang on to him. Hang on. We know he's probably not going to make it past the Oxford, the old Miss game, but hang on to him as long as you can. We need Coach O in, in the game. I saw someone on Facebook, you know, kind of get, you know, get all ruffled a little bit and say, he's a terrible representative of the SEC and a terrible representative of LSU. And I, I responded, I, I don't know if you've been to LSU, but he's actually a spot-on representative of that, that show. Oh, yeah. Of that the Corndog Nation. They're all crazy. Like, they trust me, they were proud when he did that. They're like, yeah, let's go fight. Let's get drunk. Oh, yeah. But what happened in the game? We didn't talk about, I mean, did they? We talked about that last Well, so they just lost the line of scrimmage like we thought they would. Don't know why. Bad scheming. Like, when you look at LSU's team, they're just full of athletes. Like, there is all it takes is one quick Joe Brady, and boom, they're national title contenders again. That's how loaded they are. And it'll take. Coach O another year or two to screw that up. So if they don't dump him this year and get somebody in there that can coach, it's hard to build it back up once you lose it. You know, the athletes are all over the field. They're a mm-hmm. coach away. It was apparent. Yeah, it's like watching Ohio State against Minnesota, except the talent differential wasn't so big. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Ohio State versus Minnesota talent differential versus like take coaching. All right, like the amount of coaching that someone can do to get the amount of talent out of players versus how much talent's already there in the coaching. Like Ryan Day does like zero coaching compared to PJ Fleck doing like 90% of it in that game. And I mean, they still won by 14 points, but both of those were like quick flash in the pan plays because your athletes were just better, you know? Chip, Chip Kelly just took what, you know, that wussy, sissy blue, wussy pack 12 football and mm-hmm. controlled the line of scrimmage. LSU got, what, like 40 yards rushing with five-star running backs all over the field, five-star line. Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, he got cut. Hey, that's coaching. That's coaching. That is, that is, that is all fo- falls squarely on the shoulders of Coach O. Um, so, again, farewell tour has yeah. begun. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, I'd, I, there's nothing else we can say. We called this. We go back and listen to the episodes. We'll see if we can write an article. You know, we'll see if we can write an article for the website about the entire prediction process and get you guys some links back so y'all can follow us through our madness. And then we'll start our campaign to get him on the SEC network because that would be great. Coach well, O with subscript and Paul Feinbaum. Oh my God. They'd, it would be subtitle. like watching Peaky Blinders. You'd have to turn on the, the closed <laughs> yeah, captions to be able to understand yeah. what they're saying. Now I'd feel so, the closed caption people wouldn't be able to get it right. They'd just give up and start <laughs> typing in gar- letters. <laughs> well, so we, you're talking about Bryce Young. And I'll, yeah. before we yeah. get off of that, I, I've got one quick thing to say. And I have a hot take this week. Yes. And my hot take is, and you're going to have to follow <laughs> my line of logic here because it's a little stretched, but. When I was watching this game, I couldn't help but think, you know, Bryce Young didn't just wake up this morning, this season and get that good. He was probably pretty darn close to that good last year. So what does that say about Mac Jones that he didn't take his job? I mean, come on. Mac's about to start this weekend. NFL's coming up in week one. We've got Bama versus Bama at four o'clock in the game of the, you know, the national game of the week. What do the Bama nation do here? What do we Popcorn, buddy. Sit back and enjoy it. This has never happened. Yeah, like this, this is, is this is uh this is something I've never seen in my life. And they're good. Like two good quarterbacks at Bama coming together. One for I mean, th- let's face it, these teams could be Super Bowl contenders this year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I'm mean, not saying it's super likely, but it, it's not impossible. I mean, 
I mean, if, if someone, if they came and tapped you on the shoulder in January and said the Patriots were in the running for the Super Bowl, you're going to be shocked. Yeah, you would just keep walking like nothing else. Like, no, so it's, it's yeah, the sun rose today also. Little credence to that hot take, man. Hey, we're talking about Nick Saban here. He's he's a play the best guy, not play the senior guy. Yeah, so absolutely. you're absolutely right. Mac Jones had to stave off a kid that looks like he has got every tool in the in the cover. Yeah, no, that's it. That to me, that just says, holy shit, look how good Mac Jones is to be able to hold that kid off. Because you know last year he was that good. And Jalen Hurts was pretty good quarterback. He couldn't hold off two of the whole season. He almost no. did. No. But he couldn't hold him off the whole season. Well, yeah, case in point, Saban's gonna play the man. You know, if you'd ask every Bama fan last year before the season, you'd have thought Bryce Young had a damn good chance of taking Mac's job until you've seen Mac play again. And that, look, we saw it in 2019 when Tua went down. The dude's good, and we're going to get to see what it yep. really looks like. And guess what? The son of a gun is favored by three points in his game. Mac Jones may become a theme of this podcast a little bit because we're going to talk about, yeah, um, he is favored by three in his first NFL start, man. Going up against Tua Tagovailoa. And, and a rival. Don't the Dolphins and, and This Patriots... is a division game. This is a big-time game. Look, my Dolphins are headed up there. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to be cheering for the Dolphins. Let's face Ooh. it. I'm a Dolphins fan now. So what do you hope to see? So you're a Dolphins fan. I knew that you had said Oh, the over. I'm, I'm hoping for the okay. over, buddy. That's I just want to see. I want to see five touchdowns on both sides. Great, beautiful uh, <laughs> bombs. Like, I want to see them looking great. I want but, every young kid in America to say, I want to play quarterback at Alabama. 52 to 49 with two on a, on a game winning drive after Mac had just completed a drive with a minute to go is what you're telling me. I, I, at this point, I would have already passed out from sheer joy. I'd be in like a joy coma. You know, 50, I will too. Points. I will too, because it will make some of the predictions I've made on this here podcast look very good. Oh, well, hey, dude, you couldn't have said that better because speaking of predictions, we almost forgot this year to put in our annual. Super Bowl predictions preseason way too early. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, we re we remembered that and had to do some scrambling and studying this afternoon. T minus 48 hours and we'd have missed the boat on that one, buddy. That's, that's right. Well, it's Big a good time. thing we actually put our podcast out every Wednesday morning now. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. We do. If there's a holiday, it might be a day late sometimes, but pretty much like clockwork, Wednesday mornings, week zero in your ear. Absolutely. freaking lootly. However, I'm starting to wonder why I brought this up because you usually kick my butt on this thing. So I don't know why I told you. I should have not told you. We should have <laughs> well, skipped this year. Since since I am sitting generally in the lead of this thing, right? Let's yeah, let man, you I, go first and I'll bring in the clothes. Yeah. NFL's, man, I, I will readily admit I, NFL's, I, I know enough about it to talk coherently and give some pretty good insights and talk about players, but I'm you know, when it comes to preseason, Michael always kicks my butt on this. Well, this should make you happy. I have, I have way less conviction in my preseason picks. Right, so I feel like it's way more up in the air this year than it has been in the last few years. So we, this should give you hope. So are we doing Dark Horse first? No, let's do let's do your uh, AFC, NFC champs first. Okay. A, my AFC champs, I think they get over the hump this year. I didn't have as eloquent of a breakdown as why me and Michael know this. We wrote our picks down before in case they overlap because I don't, I didn't want to have to toss out my pick if we had the same one because dad come out when I had a chance at this this year. <laughs> but, um, so my AFC pick was the bills. I think this is the year they get over the, I mean, they were close last year and they're only getting better. Really Dude, like the, bills. um, I, I really like that pick. I can't wait to tell you mine in a minute. You might agree with me. Well, yeah. And I think your reasoning may, may, is a lot better than mine and and solidifies mine. 
Um, NFC, this was tough, man. I don't like the NFC. I think the AFC is so much better. I think there's three teams that could win it from the AFC over the best team from the NFC. So oh, it was yeah. kind of a crapshoot with maybe San, you call San Francisco around, but I came to the Packers. I mean, if they're, I guess if you're the safe pick. <laughs> oh, that was my pick last year, man. I can't go with you. The only reason I'm not picking the Packers this year is because I've picked them last year. Well, they, they always screw me it. over. Well, they blow. They find a way to blow. Well, every and year. um, and there's been a little strife over there, and I'm just not sure if Aaron Rodgers really wants to give it to him at this point after all that that's been going on over there. But, dude, I really like both of those picks. And before we go on, I'm going to give you my picks. Um, before okay. we do each, other, well, then we'll do our Super Bowl pick at the end, right? But before well, we, we go to me, horse, let's right? hear your dark horse. Who oh, okay, dark so, horse. okay. This almost doesn't feel right um, that you can choose this team as a dark horse, but by our rules, if you weren't in the playoffs last year, you can be a dark horse this year. Absolutely. Um, I have given a lot of love to one Mac Jones. From, oh, sure. From Alabama, from Jacksonville. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I, he, I, I said he's going to be in a Super Bowl in the first two to three years. I, I'm, man, I'm rolling with him here, Pats. First Pats year. Are, first year, Pat. I'm first not saying he's going to be in the horse. Super Bowl, but he's going to be a dark horse to – to make a deep run. Yeah, just kind of like your Buffalo Bills did as a dark horse last year, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, yeah, it. see, I did pick the Bills good last year. You had year. a good dark horse last year. I won't let yeah. you forget it. Hey, credit where credit is due. Uh, credit where credit is due. Well, but you had the Super Bowl. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's give some credit where it's due, okay? So, yeah, I had the dark horse, but I think you've picked the Super Bowl the last two years. I actually missed it. I had the Packers and uh, the Chiefs, and I had the Packers beating the Chiefs when it was actually your Tampa Bay Buccaneers that beat the Chiefs. But I had it basically right up to that. You know what I mean? I missed it by one game again. It but- was- at least I didn't hit the full Super Bowl in the winter again. Who can blame you there, man? And nobody knew that. We knew Tom was great, but good gracious. Well, look, just, hey, I'm going to take this one step further. I know when I'm beat. I know <laughs> when to learn my lesson. And my NFC pick for this year is one Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nice. You know nice. what? This, okay. Exactly like what you said, this was so freaking difficult this year. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't have very much conviction. So when I got down to it, I thought, look, Tampa Bay has got a shot as good as anybody. Green Bay has got a shot as good as anybody. There are a couple more teams, excuse me, there are a couple more teams like the Rams and the Seahawks that, you know, could sneak up and make a run. But when I was looking at it, I was like, it's really Green Bay and Tampa Bay are the two best teams. And I'm not, at the end of the year, if it comes down and Green Bay gets in and I don't make it, am I going to be that mad at myself? Probably not because I got some good logic. But if Tampa Bay does it again and I don't have them picked, I'm going to be pissed. So I am putting Tampa Bay in the NFC slot. How do you argue against Tom Brady? I mean, I want to play devil's advocate, but I'm like, (laughs) all right, so you're going with Tom Brady. Well, good, I figured if I picked your home team, then, uh, you know, it would be an easy sell for me. My, 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 <laughs> my, uh, my, my lifelong fandom of the Buccaneers is stirring because. Okay. So also my third point and reason for making this is if I get it right and you didn't pick the Buccaneers, I get to laugh at you for not picking your own <laughs> for team. For not picking my own team. That was dumb. Why didn't I pick the Bucks? <laughs> oh man. See, Why I really I outthought you in this one, didn't I? Yeah. So no, well, I've yeah, got him now. You, so because you like the Packers. Well, and you even had a better point of picking the Bills than why I picked the Bills. Oh, did I even tell the people that I picked the Bills no. yet? No, I didn't. Everybody, I picked the Bills. Oh, crap. Uh, picked, that was my AFC team. Oh, no, I, they almost got there last year. They brought back basically their team. Um, Kansas City's kind of starting to lose their team. I think Kansas City also 
they've paid Mahomes all that money. So salary cap is starting to impact them a little bit. So I believe they have peaked. Um, that's a hot take for you if anybody wants to hear that one because the Chiefs are going to be damn good again. They'll beat you any week. Um, but yeah. I think they've peaked as far as uh, going. And I'm going to eat those words because Mahomes is damn good. But right now, that's just my inclination. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, we were talking pre-show about this, and that's where I, when Michael made that point about Kansas City, I was like, "Oh, well, that's even." Yeah, that makes me even kind of think they have Buffalo a better point. I actually think that's a good point. I think Kansas City is going to be that team this year, just like he said, that every week they they can beat you, and, they, and there a lot mm-hmm. of times they will, but they're they're not going to be as complete. And you got to be complete when it comes to the playoffs to, to do yeah. it because somebody's going to to define whatever weakness it is you have, and they're going to beat it. You do, and there there was a team that was almost complete last year, but they were breaking in what would have been a senior in college quarterback. They had uh, just a few pieces that weren't quite there yet. Um, they almost made the playoffs, but they the Buffalo Bills, in fact, is the team that made sure that shit was not going to happen and uh, put my boy Tua back on the bench for a minute during mm-hmm. that, if everybody remembers. They put Fitzy back in to try to recover that one, but it was long gone. So... My dark horse is the Miami Dolphins. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm not going to get caught not picking my team, buddy. God, man. <laughs> I, I blew this one. I always blow this segment. This is. I'm going to call this segment from here on out. Hey, this is the NFL. Petty's about to blow this pick segment. Petty does a pretty good job of picking the NFL throughout it. But for some reason, I catch him off guard right here. And yeah, get him a segment every I'm year. never prepared it. for. Damn it. Well, it's time for our Super Bowl winners. Okay, yeah. All right. All right, so I'll you have the honors again. Who between the Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills is going to be hoisting the Lombardi Trophy this year? All those years in the 90s that I watched those hearts being broken in upstate New York. This makes me happy. Finally going to be redeemed. Jim Kelly is going to celebrate. Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas is going to find his helmet and celebrate. Uh, Reed, Cornelius Bennett. Don Beebe. Don Beebe with that double goofy-ass helmet is going to celebrate. I love Uh, it. Tally is going to celebrate. Bruce Smith. How am I forgetting Bruce Smith? Bruce Smith. Yeah, geez. Uh, It's it's coming, man. Jim Kelly. Buffalo Bills. Super Bowl. Super Bowl champ. Couldn't do it. Kelly couldn't do it. Four tries. Four try to get it. Mm, so close, man. Norwood missing. Who you got? It's all right. That, Dude, I went on that's, the ramp. Look, first off, I've just got to say that warms my heart because <laughs> I wanted to see that team win. First off, I wanted the 49ers to win the first time they played. And yeah, this, that, and the other. Yeah. However, you wanted the Bills to win. Everybody kind of liked the Bills at the time. They were, they were, the, you know, oh, yeah. they were kind of a hot team for you to pick and they just kept losing. You started feeling sorry for them mm. and then they never got it. So, man, I like that pick. Also, I, again, I think they're a strong team. Uh, I think they were strong last year. They were right on the cusp of coming in there and giving you know Tom Brady and them a run for their money, just like Kansas City did not. And uh, I like it. Good yeah. job. That makes me so, happy. For some reason, I really like that pick. Makes me happy. Do you? So is yeah. that? So who is your? Who is? No, I picked Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I'm not a fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Why do I keep picking it? Well, Tom's not in mine, so I couldn't pick Tom. So I couldn't pick it. Like I couldn't pick him then. Then I really yeah. I just went with uh, yeah. I just went with the team that's probably going to win it again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Until Tom, you know, shows a chink in the armor, and I really do think this might be his last one. If he gets this one, he might do an Elway bow out and say, "See you, motherfuckers, later." I'm done. Yeah, peace. I 
I did move here a year ago and the ta- the town just start winning titles. So I will not be shocked if it brings another one home. So probably well, a very solid roll. pick. Well, um, <laughs> another thing in the NFL is we got some way too early week one picks from our old pick master, uh, Justin over at Smith infinity. Oh yeah. And I just wanted to share those with you guys. I don't know if his mind's changed on these it, things. I don't know since then. Cause we heard from him on one of our tweets last week. You, you know what I do know? What? The man was super hot last year. He was. He was. And here's what he's got for you. He gave you four games this year. He likes the Dolphins plus three at the Pats to open that up. Nah. Hey, let's what? Go. Fins up. Fins up, right? Well, I mean, you got a rookie quarterback going up against a guy who's got a little experience. You got to go with take the points with the guy with experience, right? I guess so. He's also got the Packers minus four and a half going down to the Saints. And I personally absolutely love this game because the Saints without Drew Brees, it's it's a different ball game. And uh, despite the problems the Packers have been having, they're going to want to whoop their ass. And I, I think this game right here could be a blowout cover for the Pack. Nice. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of, I don't, I don't, yeah, I think the Pack could win this 14, 20 points. Woo. Yeah. Are the Saints that discombobulated? With, mm, no, it's just getting stuff back together, and just the Packers are, have a lot of pent up aggression. They're going to blow a load all over the field here, I think. But the Saints have been good, man. The Saints aren't. A, are they They're good when they got an offense to hide behind? They got they got Jameis, got crab leg, and moving on. <laughs> yeah, your point is is well received. Now I do like that pick though. So Redskins. Washington football team now, former Redskins. That's going to be tough to, to switch to. But yes. At home versus the Chargers. What a, this is a pick em. He's got. He says you need to take the Washington football team. He thinks they're going to pull out a victory. He likes the football team. The football win. team. And finally, okay. Colts versus the Seahawks. Looks like the Colts have got the Seahawks coming in town. And this game is off the board because I believe you told me Wentz, I think Carson Carson Wentz, Wentz is, the, is the, questionable. Is that what's going on? I, th- I think, he, yeah, his. I mean, they say he's healthy, but I mean, you know, I, well, look, the the Colts had built a team for Andrew Luck, and just about anybody with any functional quarterbacking could step in there. If Andrew Luck was able to play for another year or two, then I believe that they were destined for a Super Bowl because they had kind of built up the team that they needed. And uh, you know, Philip Rivers just didn't have enough gas last year. First drive or two in every game, he'd look pretty good and just kind of fade out. Um, I don't know. He likes the Colts. I think the Colts could pull it off if they can get a quarterback to play. Interesting. I have Interesting. no idea what this line's going to be, so I'm not touching that one. What's he got right it now. at? Didn't give us any information. He sent four teams. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm I think he's, I think he's going to go at least two and two, and okay. possibly. I don't know anything about. Yeah, so Washington, it's just whatever the spread is. He's <laughs> yeah. So here we go. That's what you're getting. Colts. <laughs> C-O-L-T-S. All right. That's all for NFL. Everybody get excited. It's going to be a big week and make sure that you are tuned in to see two Alabama quarterbacks square off in the NFL for the first time in my life. Crazy stuff, man. It's going to be exciting. I'll be watching. You know what's more exciting? A very un... uh, a very uninspiring slate of college football this week is still better than the NFL. It's still college football, buddy. It's still college football, at least for a few more years. What have you got on your slate? Well, man, like you said, it's a tough slate of games. I wrote the, I mean, two of the biggest ones, 
there's not really many big ones. You've got, you know, Ohio's Oregon's going to Ohio State this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got the big rivalry of Iowa and Iowa State. I'm not. We'll talk about that one uh, in my pick segment because that may be in one of our pick threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. One that we were going to talk about just because it was a kind of a double take line: Mississippi State, NC State. It's kind of an mm-hmm. interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. I have that one marked down on my "Do Not Forget to Talk About" list, and I'm going to go ahead and give you a little uh, pointer or a little teaser here, Petty. We are about to do our pick three. We're just going to mm-hmm. talk about a couple. Interesting games first, our double takes, and then we'll jump right into the three. Nice. Oh, and one more note. Um, I believe it's time to petition to kick Kansas out of the Power Five or whatever division, whatever the heck this this uh, big new dude, alignment is. If you're a 28-point underdog to somebody in your conference, that's pretty damn embarrassing. But to Coastal Carolina, I get the rank. <laughs> what, that's great. You were 25-point underdogs to Coastal Carolina, and you're a power five, man. That's I would tell fun. you 70% of college football fans don't even know the mascot for Coastal Carolina. They do not know that even if and when they do find out that they're the Chanticleers, they don't know what the crap that is. No, and I'm not sure that I do either. Is it? I, I, well, my first thoughts, you know, a, shan, a very fancy chandelier. <laughs> That's not the case, but maybe we can get a shot to clear on here to clear that up for us. Yeah. Later. So, um, Kansas, get your crap together. You can buy people in basketball, save some money for football. I mean, they slung a little cash out to less miles, but I mean, ooh, like, do you think they want Coach O after he's done? I hear he's <laughs> going to be available avail- after the old Miss game. <laughs> he's going to be available. Um, All right. Yeah. So, the, yeah, a few games. Like I said, when we're talking NC State, Mississippi State, the slate must not be that good. No, and look, the why are we talking the NC State, Mississippi State? It's not because we thought, wow, what a great matchup. We really want to find out about it. It's because the line made us do a double take. And this is not a WTF line like we were talking about last week, which was a freaking blowout cover. Again, just Ooh. like we thought. Yeah, we, we gave you a WTF. You know, the first game of the, the Roadrunners. You know, yeah, the first, first show, we were all over Illinois against Nebraska. And I, that was my huge upset, take Illinois in the money line. So they beat Nebraska. But then the next week they come out a small favorite over UT San Antonio. And my boy Michael over here says, dude, what the, with this daggum line? And I was like, well, that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. We started dissecting it. Bravado grew. And we told you on this here podcast, take it. And they won outright uh, on the mm-hmm. road. So. Um, so there's layers to this. That's a WTF line, right? Yeah, WTF is when you look at it and you're like, well, no, this what? line is off by 12 or 15 points. This one isn't that much, but I did expect this to be at least a touchdown for NC State considering mm-hmm. their performance last week and how slow Mississippi State got out of the gate. I mean, no one could have nailed it any better than SEC shorts this week. Shout out to them <laughs> for that like that wonderful so piece of driving school. <laughs> They're driving school. Yeah, man. Shout out to SEC Shorts. You nailed the driving school in every SEC team this week. And Mississippi State's was uh it, it was a driving school. So every school was driving in a certain way that kind of emulated their game. Well, states was it showed the car trying to cross the goal line and they wouldn't do it. And then finally the 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 drive instructor said, Hey, it's the fourth quarter, and he took off. Yeah, and, just uh, flew across the line <laughs> after that. So but, I don't know if they can wait that long with NC State and hang in the game, but maybe it's that NC State, South Florida might be really bad, and that might lead us into one of your pick threes in a little while. Wow, nice. But, yeah, look at that. Yeah, so Nice uh, sick. Yeah, yeah. So um, keep your eyes on this NC State at Mississippi State game. And when I say this is a double-take line, 
and Mississippi State's only getting two and a half. You got to go against your own uh, judgment and take Mississippi State. But this is not an official pick. Just, you know, normally you might want to do something like that if you're crazy. And a little side, little side note for you real degenerate gamblers. Dave Dorian at NC State is a lot better against the spread at home than on the road. He really struggles to cover on the road. And I don't know if you've ever been to Starkville, Mississippi, but when they it's start- It's got a lot of cowbells. It gets really loud. <laughs> they can get really- And if you want to see what a stadium can do, just watch the Iowa game the other day. I mean, um, they had that stadium rocking and they just were annihilating- uh, Indiana. Oh, yeah. yeah. The team that was ranked. Yeah. Beat them down, which, man, that might lead into another pick. Woo! Man. Yeah, yeah we got good an- stuff. Well, I'll tell you what. We've got one more game to talk about that's not officially yeah. in a yeah, pick three. This is, a, this is kind of a bonus pick that I'm throwing out there for everybody. Right. Um, but I've got a lot more questions in this game than I have answers, so I'm just interested to watch it in hopes that I can get a little glean, a little insight into, you know, how good is Miami, but App State's headed down uh, to Coral Gables or to whatever little ritzy area of Miami that the university lies. And App State never screws around when they go on football. Like they may not, they never, they may not be a 10 ever, but they're always 7.5 and you've got to play your ass off to keep them from slipping up and punching you in the mouth. So if Miami comes out and handles this team pretty well, you know, that's going to make me feel good about the tie. Um, more likely that App State is going to be playing a wounded Hurricane team that is still trying to get their head back together after being dominated like that. Sometimes you can automatically lose the next game after that. I think App State's sitting in a pretty spot coming off a big win at home and heading down to Miami. So, you know, if you get a little crazy and you want the bonus pick, I like App State taking the eight and a half points down there at Miami. I don't think that's too crazy. I've seen Bama cost a lot of teams the next week as well just after Mm -hmm. beating you kind of physically and mentally um i'll be interested to see how miami responds and again this it's not an appalachian state team that you just go roll over they're (laughs) they're feisty oh yeah they are be interesting that'd be one to watch as well i'll be interested to see how miami responds like i said just out of curiosity to what they what have they got because happy state looked pretty good this week I'm going to tell you something before we move on any further. I've got to eat a little crow for our one loss last week out of our, you know, seven games that we gave you. And that was in the very last game. I almost forgot to give everyone. It was Duke coming over here to Charlotte to play. And Duke had annihilated them the year before. And I had given Cutcliffe just a little bit more credit than credit was due. Also, I forgot to, you know, or I didn't forget. I just maybe didn't properly account for how bad Charlotte was last year because their COVID protocols were terrible and they were always getting players out so you know charlotte came out and beat their ass straight up the acc as a whole was flatly embarrassed this weekend and um you know duke embarrassed me with the only week zero pick of the 2021 season that did not win guys we're, we're 12 and one that's that's stupid we get that's look, stupid. and that's why Michael mentioned the reverting to the mean, and I want to mm-hmm. mention it as well because it's mm-hmm. inevitable. That's the way this 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 the way this works. Nobody does this, but for two weeks, man, it's Felt good on for two record, weeks. It's on record. We we've, we've kind of been hot. It's been stupid. Well, man, speaking let's do of, it then. well, speaking that of, before we go about picks, <laughs> it, before we go in, there is one more and one more we mentioned kind of briefly, and I, this is look, this is some gambling insight that that's something I've always looked at and, and looked to do. You're talking about putting an earmark on that Appy State uh, Miami game. Mm-hmm. I want to put an earmark on the Vanderbilt Colorado State game. And look, yes, 
gambling's not about marquee games. It's about winning. Um, there are teams every year that struggle to cover a spread. And by the end of the year, you'll look and there'll be one and 11 against it. And you're like, holy oh, yeah. crap, I could have bet that every week and, and, and guaranteed. And it happens every year. Guys, Vanderbilt could be the team this year. They just lost at home by 20 to East, East Tennessee State. I don't think Vander, th- this Vanderbilt team isn't the one that makes you nervous in this. He's like, any given Saturday, Vanderbilt will make the game rough. No, not this year. They, they are so bad this year, it, it's going to be scary. The question is, how bad is Colorado State? Exactly. And that's why I say don't, don't necessarily bank this as that team this year. I'm not saying Vanderbilt is that team. We're, they're on watch. They're they on watch on for watch it. To We're be putting them team. on notice. If they don't come out, if they get embarrassed by this Colorado State team, um, then then we're, we're going to put them on notice. They're getting SEC credit. Um, might be the only reason they're getting the lines they're getting. And this is why it's on watch. Michael made a great point. That Colorado State team lost by 20 points last week, but at least scored 20-something points against North Dakota State. If they manhandle Vandy, and obviously they're not a very good team. If they're getting beat by North Dakota State like that at home, mm-hmm. you know that Vandy's probably that team that you can fade most of the year because they're not going to be able to keep it with any line. So watch the game. Don't bet it, but it's yeah. going to answer a lot of questions for yes, us. Yes, sir. All right. Sorry, All right. That, that was one little, little I nugget it. I want to throw out before we get to the picks. But man, well, let's- since we've, you know, since we've kind of, uh, last couple of weeks, we've had a group pick, kind of a joint week zero pick. You know, it shortens our pick three up a little bit because you've only got to give two and I've only got to give two, right? And then we're going to get into it because there's the clue for you guys. We have got a week zero group pick again this week, and you are not going to (laughs) believe it. If you are a historical listener to the week zero podcast, you are not going to believe this pick. If you think in your mind, what's the least likely team that they would pick? And no, it's not UMass, obviously. But like, (laughs) what's the least likely team that this group of guys would pick as one of their marquee games? Well, think about that, and we'll get to it in just a second. Petty, what's your first two? Oh, the first two, but man, I, we have got to lead into how our conversation started on that game, very beginning of the day with the text you sent me uh, of how they. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay, so my first pick of the week, um, they didn't cover last week a big line against a home state team that's pretty bad. Uh, the the Florida Gators were a twenty three and a half point favorite over Florida Atlantic and got backdoored this weekend. They are coming down to Tampa, my, my neck of the woods, to play USF in their home stadium, which is inevitably going to be a home game for the Florida Gators. USF is not going to pack it. Let's be mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My reasoning, they're a bigger favorite in this game, 28-point favorite. The reason I like this is last week, Mullen spent most of the game on his first quarterback uh, commit, uh, Emory Jones. and. I was skeptical of the kid because when he came in against Ole Miss, he didn't look real good. And Ole Miss's defense sucked last year. So he came in and he struggled. So that they struggled to get any separation from Florida Atlantic. And then in about midway through the third quarter, he brings in a kid named Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson. And the first mm-hmm. thing that ran through my mind is, okay, he's now got his Dak Prescott. Kid 6'4", 230. And the next thing you know, you see Dan Mullen's offense at work. They score on pretty much every drive and and get the lead big enough to cover the spread and then get backdoored. This week, I think he rolls with that kid the whole game, and I think he's probably jumped on them. I think they probably – and this is the same team like we brought up earlier, NC State, trash 45 to nothing. I see another game like that for this uh, USF team and, and Florida rolls. So I like Florida, Florida. rolls. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Well, uh, everybody – Write that one down. Sounds like he thinks Mr. Dan Mullen is going to get it together and go ahead and cover this week after disappointing us last week and not covering in a game that we 
all took in our regular betting lives, right? Oh, yeah, we're well, all. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your second pick of the week? Se- second pick is one of those. Sorry, we tease so many, but there's the 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 best games. We're kind of betting some of them. We're kind of betting on, but Iowa Iowa State, man. You mentioned that the stadium was rocking, and I was feeding off of it and kicked the crap out of Indiana, who was a top fifteen team and one of the best mm-hmm. teams in the Big Ten, and they just what thirty four to six beat the hell out of them and the cyclones had trouble um, um, with yeah. directional iowa or northern like iowa that, right comes yeah. to iowa state and they beat them 16 to 10 no that no, iowa state, yeah so now two things one were they looking past hmm. uh, them because that's no, not as big a game as a you know top 20 team coming in like coach said roll the ball with. out play and just get enough points sure sure or are they going to be this year's uh 2000 alabama team where they're ranked number three Ooh. at the beginning of the year and go three and eight. Gosh, I hope not because my pick here is, wow, why would they be favored by four and a half over a team that just thrashed Indiana and they just look like that against Northern Iowa? Well, because they want you to bet on Iowa. That's, that's it. So you, actually right. think, <laughs> so you actually think Iowa State's a better team or you're playing this because Vegas is a WTF-y kind of line? I think Iowa State is better than what they showed last week, and I also mm-hmm. think this is a WTFE line. This is a double take. I, yeah. I'm 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 more sold on the fact that this line is trying. Maybe to- it was that they thought Iowa State was a 14 point better team, but after this week's performance, they could only give them five because of how good Iowa did. Maybe that's how it really handicapped. Absolutely. And look, yeah. guys, I, it's coming. I have I have yet to have a. A, a red check so but i really like you know I, after my look this was my two really liked it um so i got florida minus 28 and iowa state minus four and a half go with that crazy line if it looks weird bring the trap and that so what do you um that's mine man what you got who's your who's your two all right well i've got a couple for you um before we get into the holy hell what the fuck are they thinking um line but number one and this one is uh it's after watching pj flex minnesota team okay mm-hmm. they were outmanned incredibly by ohio state but they kept rowing the boat or chopping the wood or eating the cornbread or whatever it is that you do to get the work done over there they kept Pulling on doing it and you know what? If Ohio State hadn't had a couple big plays, that you know they were kind of in the game despite being just completely outmanned, out talented, and out you know outclassed yeah, from yeah talent standpoint. So I took from that Ryan Day, great recruiter, got plenty of players. Not the best coach, game day. Uh, PJ Fleck, hell of a coach, but PJ Fleck is pay- playing a Miami of Ohio team that just got thrashed by Cincinnati Bearcats team you're not super high on even though they are ranked quite highly in the polls and definitely thrashed one of our favorite Mac teams right yeah <laughs> um i don't think this Mac team's very good this is this is what it looked like to me watching the game i think Minnesota is going to come back out their running backs out you know people are going to take more out of that than it really is because number 3 who came in and took his place you know, they lost a couple drives because of him going down, but he was able to pick up the steam and start running just like 21 um, as soon within a couple drives. So I have no problem. I don't I think they're going to lose any production there. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to come back out, you know, kind of pissed off and, you know, really control the game. And uh, I, I think Minnesota's defense is, is fairly decent, especially when they start playing people that are at their athletic ability. So 
I think uh, with Minnesota going, I think Minnesota is going to beat all the teams that they're supposed to beat this year with that big offensive line. Um, I think they should be able to cover this number, you know, look for 24 point, 27 point victory in this one. Yeah, I agree with you, especially on the, with, in regards to the offensive line, you've got five seniors, two of them are going, you know, top two rounds. They're going to lean on a, a, a little, a, a bad defense. Sure. Um, Fleck is the type of coach that's not going to let one game against Ohio State damper the whole season. I don't think that'll, you know, that's not going to get them down. So I, I, I like this pick. And if they're up by 27 points at the end and they get the ball, they're going to keep, you know, rowing the boat or whatever. So you right. can expect they're going to keep on trying to go down and play in their game. They're going to play their game like the can, scoreboard doesn't exist. Can we mention real quick, Auburn, if at some point in your history you don't hire this guy, God bless y'all are, y'all, you've missed the boat because y'all I mean, are a match great made job. Heaven. Great job putting 50 on the board or whatever they did the other day against Akron or whoever they were playing. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, they missed the boat really bad on Fleck. I think Fleck and Auburn would have been as good of a match as uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Ooh, I agree. I agree. They are a match made in heaven. All right. Great Next pick. pick. Here we go. Next pick. This one is one that uh, also comes from the watching of a certain team and seeing they do have a good defensive line, it looked like, but everything outside of that was slow white boys that ate too much corn growing up. <laughs> and that's the Nebraska Corn Huskers. Scott Frost, wow. How is he going to handle all the adversity after the media has been down on him? Are the players down on him? What's going on over there? They came out and kicked the crap out of another little bitty school this week, but they got Buffalo coming in town. Buffalo can score if you've watched them. They actually look like a full like a full size football team. They don't look like little bitty guys out there. Um, I I think that they're going to be able to put points on the board with Nebraska, and I think this thirteen and a half point line is simply just because of the different sizes of the schools and people traditionally thinking Buffalo is just a little school. Um, I think uh, this game should probably be more like a uh, six and a half point line. So I am taking Buffalo plus the 13 and a half on this one. And that rounds out my two non-week zero group lunatic picks. Nice. <laughs> I like how you keep you're building this up. Yeah, because with this next pick, is I'm, I cannot believe we're about to say it. Well, I get a text from Michael as I'm down getting my sweat on in the Florida heat that says, what the F? Am I thinking, Petty? Talk me out of this. Have I lost my damn mind? But I'm thinking about betting on one Mr. Khaki Pants wearing jackass Jim Harbaugh. The Michigan Wolverines have Washington coming to town this weekend. And I don't know if you guys saw Washington last week, but Ooh. they gave Montana all they could handle, but just couldn't pull it <laughs> off. <laughs> just fell short. Hey, man, they fought. They fought hard against the. They fought hard against the juggernaut that is Montana. Montana Buffalo herders. Bison? I don't know. Bison gotta be. Who knows? Got Who knows be. what they are? Well, my response um, to Michael was, I can't, because I've circled this game as well, oh and I God. must be outside my damn mind as well. Look, so you guys know we hate Harbaugh. I don't oh, want to give that guy credit for match. anything ever. And if he loses this game, I'll I'll still be happy. I'm going to be happy. I'm I'm going to be happy that I lost because you know what? You can't win them all. And uh, if I'm going to lose one, it might as well be with Harbaugh losing, Look, right? And our plan is to go 12-0 and in the week zero pick of the, you know, this we're going Bama style. We're going undefeated is the mm -hmm. goal. Mm -hmm. And in week three, we're going with Harbaugh. So this, 
Bless America. We're going to go back, look, come back looking on this next Tuesday night when we're recording for the Wednesday morning release. We are going to look back on this and we are going to be like, what the F were we thinking, Petty? Harbaugh, seriously, we deserve the loss. If we go 0 and 6 this week or 0 and 5 this week, we deserve it. We do. Just for that pick alone, we may have completely reverted ourselves to the mean. But, I, I, man, I think Washington is epic. I don't think that was Washington was looking towards Michigan. I, Washington was bad last year. I think they're bad. I think they are, too. I agree with you. I think Michigan probably beats this, wins this one by three touchdowns. I think they, I think Harbaugh could actually win this game by three, 21 to three or 24 to three or some defensive struggle battle like this. The Defensive crack. touchdown by by Michigan, maybe. Pass that crack rock, brother, because I agree. See if you can I, get a pass I, me that crack rock, brother. I, I, I agree. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. Oh, I think we just titled the episode. <laughs> if that doesn't get somebody's attention. Oh, man, no doubt. Well, look, if I, you've made it this far, then thank you, you. Know, you know that we probably sound like crackheads every episode anyway right? <laughs> if yeah if you're this if you made it this far with us you you should know better right exactly but hey so far so good in 2021 uh college football yeah man these i we're gonna ride it man we're hot right now buddy yeah no and i'm looking forward to the nfl kicking off this week can't wait to see those no, two yeah. quarterbacks duking it out and uh hope we keep our hot streak rolling petty especially you you're basically undefeated you're am, sitting am. tied for the top of the uh you know the uh pick em the, league? the mysterious pick em league that we talked but uh, check your heels i'm one point behind you buddy well hey now hey now hey now. also friend of the show mark Cromberg. Tied with me, one point behind you, and also friend of the show, William Bone, Mr. Eight Game Parlay himself, oh, actually we... nailed a six, six team. Uh, I like I like how uh, Petty called this a week zero laced parlay last weekend. Um, good job on that one. Four of his six picks actually came from the week zero podcast, I believe. So, so we're not two of them were even talked about. So. So we're not telling you. Yeah, the two that didn't come from the show were discussed on the show and picked. Um, we're not telling you to take, but you know, hey man, there's a little bit of money. Little yeah, money could have been, been, been one. Could have been one. Get it while they're hot, because uh, <laughs> yeah, before dude. we revert back to the meme. But guys, looking forward to talking to you next week and finding out how we did. And thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out the new website. We got all kind of cool stuff out there. Please. Follow us on social media. Yes, we're all over the place. Check it out, man. The articles, man, it's good. And I'm I'm about to make Michael's about to come out with an article. We're working on it. That that's another little teaser, but man, I'm I'm about to get on his butt about an article because he's got some stuff that that I, I think is Ooh, would be that's great. you're talking about the gambling article. I so I had to give Petty a pep talk just the other day, and this has since paid off quite a bit. I was like, don't let Vegas get in your head. And <laughs> in our article, we're gonna explain why. Yeah. And it's another great show in the books. Week zero. Enjoyed it. And other stuff. Over and out. Over and out. See you next week. The Week Zero podcast is made possible by our founding sponsors. First, Workspace Solutions of Charlotte, North Carolina. They provide websites, social media, and digital advertising. Visit WorkspacePros.com. Second, we have DreamWork Financial Group of Birmingham, Alabama, a registered investment advisor. They have personalized portfolios, wealth management, and Spectre and Tempo funds. Visit DreamWork.Financial slash Week Zero.
Remember, investments involve risk. See website for disclaimers. A third, we have Custom Plumbing and Gas Fitters of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They specialize in residential and commercial plumbing and gas fitting, new construction and remodels. Call 205-534-2800. Finally, we have Real Rock Thin Stone Veneer by Lambstone Company. It's interior and exterior stone, thick wall and thin stone veneer. Visit lambstone.com slash week zero for more information.